Hello and welcome, welcome to, to the, the Smut, Smut Show, Show. Mm-hmm. a weekly podcast from your new internet book besties. We discuss all things spicy books and mix in a little bit of motherhood, life, self-care, and everything in between. So sit back, grab a beverage, and let's chat. Hello and welcome to the Smut Show. I'm Rachel. And I'm Neely, and we are here with Avery Keelan. We're so excited to have her on. Um, So Avery is an award-winning author of sports romance and contemporary romance, a lifelong hockey fan, and a diehard coffee lover. Same, same. (laughs) She she writes swoon-worthy happily ever afters with hot hockey heroes, can vouch, uh, snarky banter, and enough steam to fog up a mirror. Plus, of course, a hefty dose of drama and angst along the way. We're so excited to have Avery here with us. Hi, Avery. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. We're so excited. I read Offside. It had to have been in the fall. And I am pretty sure I like shoved it down Rachel's throat. And I was yeah. like, you have to read this book. And then she just went on her own Avery Keelan spiral after yeah, that. As, as we tend to do. As we tend to do, yes. Yeah. We tend to, to fixate like that. Um, so Avery, like we mentioned, we tend to start out with our one and five star moments from the week, you know, our highs and lows, if you will. Rachel, do you want to start with yours? I would love to start. So uh, my five star from this week is it's our anniversary my husband and i's anniversary week this last week um so on wednesday we celebrated our we have so we are kind of i was about to say we're fun i mean we are fun but like feels weird to <laughs> say that about yourself um we do our dating our dating anniversary our engagement anniversary and our wedding anniversary are all the same date two years apart how um, nice for brian that he only has to remember one andrew has to remember three yeah he i'm sure there was some planning that went into that of like which we started like when we had our one year anniversary we like reenacted our first date so it kind of became like a, tra- a tradition to do that um and the only year we didn't do that was the year we got married so um so he proposed that way and then two years later happened i was still in college so avery you don't know this but I was 18 when we met so uh, I was still in college and had to grab my mom was like you will graduate before you get married which I was like I'm not gonna drop out but whatever so I two years later we had a two-year engagement which was hella long and then the week after I graduated May 17th that year was a Saturday and we got married so we celebrated nine years of marriage this week and uh it was a lot of fun. We did. We just went to dinner. And we're it reminds me. It reminds me how young you are, but it's fine. I know. <laughs> I know, baby. But uh, we had a good. Uh, we had a good anniversary. So that was my five star. And then my one star. Uh, it's just like end of year for the kids um, in Texas. They it's their last week of school, and there is a dress up, a damn dress up day every freaking day we this had- week. 26 of them we did one for every letter of the alphabet absolutely not absolutely not so we are in the home stretch of the final five days of 26 theme days thanks kindergarten that is literally the dumbest thing i've ever heard yeah terrible so it's just been crazy and i am ready for summer this is the first summer that we've had the girls home with us all summer they've always gone to like daycare or something but uh, they will be home with us all. My husband works from home. They'll be home with us all summer, and it's going to be a little uh, knucking futz, but we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, my great. kids are going to camp all summer because yeah, I don't, don't yeah. I'll do that. We're doing some camps here and there, but it's it's pretty much they're just hanging out with us. So, so I'm going to start with my five star. If you have been listening, you know the <laughs> saga of my kitchen. We, every week. Every week we talk about Neely's kitchen. But my kitchen is done. We So, Avery, we bought a house five weeks ago we moved into a new house and we decided that we were going to completely gut our kitchen tear down a wall all of that as we moved in which in theory we were like that's gonna be great because it'll be done um in actuality it was awful and living without a kitchen is something i don't ever want to do again yeah um and it's fine because it's over now and the kitchen is beautiful i'm staring at her right now she's lovely um i actually like want to clean the kitchen every day because it's so pretty we'll see how long Um, that lasts not long i'm sure um 
but after we didn't have a dishwasher for a month, I like could not wait to unload the dishwasher. I was like, yes, I will. I will unload the dishwasher. Now I'm like, yeah, it's your turn. <laughs> yeah. um, my one star moment, which we talked about a little bit before recording is my car saga, which, um, is on Friday morning, my car wouldn't start and AAA came and they jumped it and we were like, great. And then it wouldn't start again. And then they came and jumped it again. And Andrew drove it around for an hour and it was only at like 40% of battery. So we like recharged it. It was got to hundred percent. Saturday was fine. Yesterday we were driving to a friend's house for a party for our kids class and it like wouldn't accelerate. We were like going down Adelia, which is like a main road near our house. And I like it like wouldn't go over 20 miles an hour. And I was like, this is going to end badly. And sure enough, my car died and wouldn't, we couldn't jump it or anything. Um, and needed a new battery. Like it's very anticlimactic. It was not like <laughs> some really big thing, which like in my head, I'm like, Oh my God, they're going to have to replace all this stuff. I'm going to be without it. It was a battery. So um, well, I texted her about it this morning and I was like, Hey, like, how's the car, everything going well? And your response, you were like, well, with all of my knowledge about cars, I, I think I it's learned. the starter. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, it's this because I know so much about cars and they're like, it's no, it's your battery. And we were like, yeah fine but um just like fix it uh so thank you to the good people at cowboy toyota my car is fixed so. <laughs> <laughs> moving All right, on avery. Um, avery one in five star moments for you um, I think one star is there's like forest fires all over alberta right now mm-hmm. so we have like a massive smoke problem and we've been trapped inside living like mold people for like the better part of a week so oh my god canceled all like their golf yeah it's been really brutal and especially when you consider that we have winter like six months of the year yeah it's like really adding insult to injury because it's gorgeous outside it's like you know 26 degrees and there's like a you know a health warning that you can't go outside because of the smoke so my kids have been going crazy we're all going crazy it's been like nothing but screen time in our house so like I came the other day because it was so bad even in the house that I like one day ordered air purifiers off Amazon it was like one in the background here (laughs) because it was just like even with the window shut and everything though we were like you could feel it in your throat like it was are they super close to your house they're just all over Alberta so the wind is like carrying it really Mm. far like you could see the haze outside oh, and God. it's That's been brutal. Cool. Like we're just praying for rain. So I'm like, please. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I totally yeah. forgot about that. And my, my brother lives in Denver and they're getting the, uh, like haze, I guess from down from y'all. And mm-hmm. he texted about it yesterday or the day before and was like, Oh my gosh, it's bad here. And I hadn't even like connected the fact that we're talking to you and you're like where it's actually happening. Yeah, I mean, we get a bit of it every summer because BC gets fires and Alberta, but like it's usually not this early. So I hope it doesn't mean we're gonna have a bad summer. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm so sorry. But um, five stars would be we bought a house. I don't think I really posted or talked about that at all. That's so exciting. exciting. Yeah, it was like a bit of a process. Like we had lost one that we really liked, and like a bit of a bidding war and I was like mm. devastated and I was yeah. like I'm never gonna find the house like it felt like a breakup I was like I had already pictured myself in that house I had like that's so the furniture hard that's and then I had it to like, like that here it. too with the housing market where like it'll be totally a seller's market and you just mm-hmm. have to like yeah like when we bought our first house it was like that and like you basically had to come in like super above asking and mm-hmm. Like some pe- people were putting in offers like before they'd even seen the house. And I'm like, yeah. this is wild. Is it close yeah. to where you are now? Yeah, we're like five minutes away, I think. So okay. oh, that's good. Yeah, it's, And it's like a brand new build. So I'm super excited. I'm <gasps> hoping I get like the kitchen magic too, where I'm like excited to clean the kitchen and like you will excited be. to clean the house. So <laughs> I think whenever you move into a new space, there's like that sense of just like wanting it to be like pretty and homey and perfect. Mm-hmm. And eventually it all mm-hmm. fits, but... And then your kids just junk it up anyway. And you're yeah. like, Why yeah, bother? moving with kids is going to be, it'll be interesting. We've been in our house like 13 years. So oh, wow. we've accumulated a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you think you haven't. And then you like go mm. through closets or drawers and you're like, why is there so much crap? Mm-hmm. And if you're like me and you hold no emotional attachment to stuff, you just get rid of it all. Like I literally oh, was yeah, just like, sure. don't care. I purge. Yeah. I have zero emotional attachment to stuff i try to but like have you ever been busted before by your kids when they're like find their stuff in the garbage and they're like this isn't garbage (laughs) so let me they haven't found it in the garbage 
<laughs> my kids are lovey obsessed, especially my six-year-old son. Like he is obsessed with stuffed animals. And when we listed our house, we were like, listen, we have to put a bunch of them in boxes because like we need to make the house pretty. And like your room literally looks like a factory exploded in it. <laughs> and so one day when they were at school after we'd moved into this house, I'm like unpacking and I opened that box and I'm like, you know what? They haven't seen these in two months. And I just closed it. Closed back. It's, it. It's in the garage, and I'm like, if they don't ask about these lovies for six months, I'm donating them because yeah. I started to unpack them, and I got like such a sense of like clutter panic. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't. I was like, I can't. I can't do this. But yes, my kids catch me. Liam especially will be like, I was gonna play with this. I'm like, it's been four years. Okay, <laughs> and they don't. It. I don't think they catch me like throwing stuff away. But they'll definitely like as soon as I throw something away, it's like my six year old has a radar, Have you seen and she'll be like, "Yeah, she'll mid- be like, where's this?" And I'm like, <laughs> "You never yeah. play with that." It's like, where was that broken Mickey Mouse car I played with? It's, it's always minutes, something. It's like it's like a part of a thing that they've lost the other part. I'm like, you don't even need that. Yeah. The other thing is like schoolwork. Like Liam wants to keep every oh, single yeah. paper that comes home from school. And I'm like, Liam, you do not need this page where you just wrote the letter A 17 times. No, I am absolutely the, not. I need that. I was going to keep it. It's special to me. That's his new thing. It's special. I'm like, <laughs> oh. he is his father's child because Andrew has every Hollister shirt he wore in high school still. And <laughs> that is like, just like, I don't know if I can look at him the same way anymore. He doesn't wear them. They're just. I mean, but he could if he wanted to. Like, I don't think anybody should have that option. He have his seventeen-year-old body still. (laughs) Oh no. No. Um. So what is okay? So let's talk about recent reads. Um. What is when is one of yours, Rachel? Okay. So. (laughs) So (laughs) I. Okay, so I put two. I put two, and I'm going to talk about, okay, so one of them I just read last week. It was The Intimacy Experiment by Rosie Dannon, Um, and I read her uh, version of, not her version, sorry, I'm watching my husband try to get down the stairs right now without (laughs) messing up the recording, and guess what? He did it anyway, so... um, (laughs) So the intimacy experiment is the second in a series. Um, and the first was the roommate and I loved the roommate. And it's so funny because somebody just asked us about this on it Instagram. It was the day. They were like, today. you read the roommate? Uh, and I'm like, that's a specific question. That's very specific. And yes, we have. And I loved yeah. it. I actually listened to it. It's one of those ones where we've talked about audiobooks before and how Neely feels about listening to spicy books. And I just remember <laughs> I have like a vivid memory of listening to this book while I'm like at the stoplight next to somebody and it was like the first really spicy book I listened to because he's a porn star in the in the roommate and I remember listening to it at the stoplight and kind of looking next to me and being like they have no idea what's happening in my car right now (laughs) so it was great so anyway the intimacy experiment was fantastic um it's uh Naomi, who has bit worked as a sex worker and um, and then she does like partners with a rabbi to do um, a series on modern intimacy. And I loved the uh, like her kind of figuring out her faith and what that looked like and um and all of that i'm not jewish but i felt like i could we've talked about on the podcast before about like purity culture and like how that really shaped like what i kind of how i read and think about smut now and um so i just love that that was something that was a part of it now just to like keep going it's just a little crazy i finished pucking around two weeks ago was that two weeks ago neely I, I feel like we've been on the pucking around journey. I have not read pucking around. I'm terrified to start it. It was mostly because it's 700 pages, and that just it is, is a 750 pages That's plus a hundred page novella before. But it was so good, Neely. It was so good. No, I'm gonna read it. I just like I'm in my small town era. I really was like not sure how I was going to feel about like the whole why choose thing. And I I was like, I just don't know if she can build meaningful relationships with like multiple people. And I just didn't know what that was going to look like. And that's why it's 750 pages because you really have to have like the Because it's what, like 250 pages per guy. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you have to get the like relationship between each of them. But I loved the characters. I thought it was hilarious hilarious it's super spicy i had to google multiple things and 
<laughs> it was it's fantastic so highly recommend that's everybody was like uh, you need to tell us what you end up thinking about it and you know five stars highly recommend so if you're just if you need a why choose book test it out <laughs> i will get there i promise guys for everyone listening i promise i will read it so to, to just like flip a switch um <laughs> i read um it was not a why choose book <laughs> I read Rewrite Our Story by Kat Singleton, um, which just came out. And I had seen this on Book Talk a lot. Um, so props to both Kat Singleton and everyone who had ARCs because it, it worked. I, yeah. I read it um, like the week it came out. And it's about Marigold and Cade, and they grew up together. Um, his sister is her best friend. And um, like her mom dies when she's very, very young. And then she and him have like a thing when they're i think she's like 18 or 19 and he's in his early 20s right before she goes to college um and he's in love with her and she's in love with him but he doesn't want her to kind of give up that like give up her dreams so he's like no i don't love you go to college so she goes and then she comes back because Cade and pippa's uh, mom dies who basically like was like a second mother to marigold and so it's just kind of her. She has never been back to this small town like since they left. As, as of course, because they leave the town, they never come back always mm -hmm. um, until something happens. They have to come back and then they have to face their demons. Um, anyway, obviously, it's called Rewrite Our Story. You can probably guess how it goes. Um, you love wonderful. a second chance, too. I really do. I love a second chance and I love childhood, like friends to lovers like it's just i love a childhood i love um best friend's brother it's like got so it's like all your town. favorite tropes yeah like all my favorite things yeah. it has a little bit of the forks pressed forks forced proximity forced. Why, why can't i talk <laughs> um it was just really good i didn't want it to end and i feel like that's the best kind of book to read when you're like sad that it, you know eventually it's gonna yeah. end um so highly recommend it was great it's great. Yeah. And now I'm like fully back into, not that I really left it. Cause like, I've mostly just been reading small town romances mm -hmm. for like some months with like a few random sports ones mixed in, but, um, I'm very much into my small town vibes. Love it. Do you have a Avery. recent read Avery? I know you've been writing. So yeah. I've been mostly writing. I haven't really read anything since I read the right move and that was really good. Oh, so good. Um, yeah. It's yes. super cute. Very steamy. I liked it a lot. I haven't read I haven't, that yet, but Rachel like oh, highly good. recommended yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, like he's kind of like a softer hero, which I notice is more popular lately. And mm -hmm. I, I like I'm liking it. I'm liking the softer guys a little bit. Although I don't know if mine are really that soft, but I'm enjoying it. I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> call them call your soft. I feel but. like they get we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Yeah. We'll get to that. They have their moments. They do. Um so should we jump into questions? Yeah. Okay, so we'll start you off easy, Avery. Tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of like where you're from, how you got into writing, like your, your journey, if you will. Um, I'm a Canadian author. I'm in Edmonton, Alberta. I started writing in like 2017, I think. So my kids were still pretty little. And I think after you have kids, you kind of, I have like my best friend's but kids are a little bit younger than mine. And she's going through that phase of like finding herself again. Like once they're not mm -hmm. so like overly needy and they're starting to like, going to school and do that kind of thing like it was that sort of phase with my kids and I was reading a lot um and for some reason I stumbled on Wattpad I don't know how I even got there it was some rabbit hole in the internet and I was like this looks easy like I could do this and I had no idea I thought writing would be easy because it's not um but yeah so I wrote my first book like 2017 to 18 I think it took me maybe like a year and then I kind of did some stuff offline um I don't know, Breakaway just went randomly viral on Wattpad while I was taking a break. And then Wattpad invited me to the STARS program and then the paid program. And then once I started getting paid for my writing, I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is like a bit of a viable career path. Like people are actually willing to, you know, pay money for my work. And yeah, then I finally took the plunge and self-published in December 2021 and been going ever since. I only recently realized that you started on Wattpad. Um, yeah. I've only read a couple of books on Wattpad. I didn't realize... Like, so the very first book I read off Wattpad was a Colleen Hoover book. Like she, <laughs> I had read like a ton of her books and then she randomly, I guess, decided to like one chapter at a time publish a book on Wattpad, which was like a, sing a uh, sequel to it, another book she'd written. Um, and after that, I was like, oh, like I didn't know there was like this whole other world of books that like weren't Kindle, weren't in store. Like I had no idea. 
Do you know? Mm-hmm. What I, do you know what I've read on Wattpad? Fanfic drink. <laughs> Sorry, every time Rachel mentions fanfic, we drink because it's all the time. Um, <laughs> it's not all the time. <laughs> so okay, so you got into writing. Um, Breakaway kind of went viral. So what? We know you're a lifelong hockey fan, but like, is that kind of what inspired you to kind of stick with hockey romance? Yeah, I think so. Um, I read Chasing Red on Wattpad, and that's like a basketball romance. So I guess I kind of like extrapolated from that. And I was like, well, the only sport I know is hockey. And that's probably the only sport I'll ever write because it's like easy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I have dabbled in like some contemporary and that kind of thing. Lately, I've kind of been more of a hockey state of mind. I think it's been... I and mean, it's nice that it's trending or whatever, but just in terms of writing, like all my ideas have tended to kind of fit with like hockey or sports. So hmm. for the foreseeable future, it'll probably be a lot of hockey until I finish off my ideas. I've got like maybe eight to 10 bucks. <laughs> we love it because we are forever in our hockey romance era. I, I didn't know, like, I remember the first time I read a hockey romance, I didn't know there were so many. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't ever have to leave this. I can just read hockey romance forever. Yeah. Forever um, in fact, one of my friends, um, she's kind of newly into the smut world and she just finished Offside today. And she was oh. like, she always is like, I finished this. Like, what's next? And I was like, oh, the enforcer. Cause you're just like, you're there anyway. You're there. So you're like, just, just like, just like do your rounds of Avery. <laughs> yeah. um, but everyone I've told to read offside has loved it. And I'm like, it's the, oh. I mean, it's like a gate. It's just like such a good one. I like know. I feel like if you haven't read a hockey romance, it's a really good one to start with. Yeah. Do you have a team? Yeah. The Oilers. So we were in the playoffs and then we got kicked out. So now I'm rooting for Dallas because I want Dallas to take out Vegas because that's who Vegas took us out. So oh, I'm like, no. team anybody for Vegas right now. I'm a little Go salty, stars. So. I know. We're yeah. a little bit, uh, we'll see how this episode ages. Well, it's like we're recording and we'll see what happens by the time it airs. But so we're down right now. So One of the stars coaches is a parent at Charlotte's preschool. Um, oh, cool. So, yes. It was really exciting. The mom is actually a um, like Dallas sports radio personality, and I'm a big sports radio person, but football, sorry. Yeah. Um, like baseball is a no for me. It's just too long and too boring. I like stuff with action. I mean, like I like hockey. I don't just don't know enough about it, but like I can't handle baseball because I'm it's... like I'm bored. Like I'm bored thinking about mm-hmm. baseball. It's so <laughs> funny because we were driving down the road the other day and Lainey saw a car that had a stars flag on it and she was like, Mommy, what is that flag? And I was like, Well, let me tell you a little bit about hockey that I've learned from my <laughs> hockey book. And so then she was like, Well, I want the stars to win all of the games. And I was like, Babe, you that is like you, you just speak summed it? up <laughs> what all fans want. <laughs> I can remember though when the Stars won the Stanley Cup in the in our young, my younger you were probably oh, in like how were you what in like year three? was that I don't know what year it was but I was I young enough that it. I fell asleep during the game I say that <laughs> as if I also didn't fall asleep during the game the other night as a thirty nine year old the Stars games have been on really late at night like they have it is there was one on at like two yesterday which is like more my vibe but like. They've been at like eight o'clock and I only know this because all of my friends' husbands have been going to the Stars games and they're annoyed. So Yeah. We had a bunch of eight o'clock starts too. I don't know why. It's like something about the schedule, but it was brutal because we've season tickets. But my husband was like, Do you wanna go? And I was like, No. Like it's like eight o'clock on a Tuesday. I was like, I can't roll with that. It's too late. The last time sorry, the last time they won the Stanley Cup was in ninety nine. Oh, I wasn't that young. I was fifteen. Okay. I was, I was eight. That's fine. <laughs> that just makes me sad. Okay. Um, so you have you have two books coming out this year. You have Shut Out, which can't wait. Sequel to Offside, cannot wait. And Playmaker, which is a new series. How do you decide what's next in your worlds? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I think that's, like, a bit of a problem because I'm kind of, like, a mood writer and I'm, like, just going this the hard way. So series are, like, a little tricky that way because it's, like, you fence yourself in because you have to, you know, plant the seeds. And then you have to follow through with the seeds and then I'm, like, <laughs> over there. So I'm actually hoping to release maybe one more than that. Um, mm. But, like, not what I guess. Just, like, offside three and then just wrap up the series, hopefully in the fall. Yeah. Just have it like as a trilogy and then mm-hmm. move on. 
and then also finish in the LSU somewhere too. So that's kind of one. I want to finish one series. And then we'll, it's and we'll really like, funny because originally, like when I was reading it and it was the LSU in my head, I was thinking Ooh, LSU, yeah. um, which State. is, which is Louisiana State University, which is like a big SEC school. And I'm like, I don't think that's what they're talking about. Because no. like in my head, I'm like, LSU's that's a football school. Right. Like, yeah. why are they all? Because it like cracks me up in all the hockey romances that everybody is like so in. Like the, the sport of the school is hockey. Well, like we live in the South and like that's just, yeah, so it's just the sport. I don't even know colleges that have hockey. I'm sure they have hockey teams. But yeah. So what made you decide, so so your series, so I've read Offside and I just finished Enforcer yesterday. Was that yesterday? Um, And so they're both college. So what made you decide college versus doing like a professional? Um, I don't know. My very first book was college. So I just kind of have been comfortable there and I like it. But I do think that after I'm done these college ones, I might not do it for a while. I think I'd like to write some adult stuff just because I think there's a little bit more room to play with like the tropes. You know what I mean? Like you don't have a lot of pregnancy in college unless it's like kind of, uh, I don't know, not a good thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's not the same. And they're not getting married in college generally or marriage of convenience. So yeah. I want to finish like- off like, oh, Yeah. I feel like we've talked about that too, like about like what we like better, like college. By the way, if y'all can hear, I'm gonna have to edit this out, but if y'all can hear Liam, um, I hear him crying. Um, do we Andrew, need to, do we need to pause for him? No, Andrew, Andrew will let me know. Um, okay. But anyways, um, we've kind of talked about the difference, like how we feel about like college. Like I like parts of college because like everybody's like in close proximity, like the friend groups and stuff, and like <laughs> storylines will overlap. But then it's kind of fun in the adult world um, to kind of deal with uh like the bigger topics yeah and then close our hallway door y'all can talk (laughs) yeah I think like with college it is nice because they kind of get forced to be around each other I find like a lot of my adult ideas right now tend to be like they're all workplace and I'm like like she works for the team she does this for the team and I'm like they can't all be workplace but I like I really need them to be forced to be together because otherwise it feels why you know well, what I, mean? I love that you did that in the enforcer because i mean it was still kind of workplace because i mean yeah. she was she was interning like i feel like you still got that kind of like workplace drama yeah. from the enforcer. Mm-hmm. it's true it really is true with like there is not a reason there are not very many reasons where you are forced to be around somebody in adulthood like mm-hmm. so if you don't want to see yeah it's really nice but like not so great for a book if you don't want to see somebody you don't see them and so you do have to kind of find a way whereas in college and we talked about this in our sports romance episode like in college they're all forced together and you like have and i to think figure it out i do think that's why people like enjoy college romance like college sports romances specifically though because yeah. they are forced to be around each other and like for instance, like in Offside, like in that situation, she just like never would have been around those people. <laughs> like she would have been mm-hmm. like, okay, like you're all terrible. Like I'm gonna bounce. Whereas she was like, oh, I guess I just have to stay here. Yeah, and live with you all in this horrible yeah. environment. Or Bailey, <laughs> I know. Okay, so we love the and I went back to this the amount of times that I've gone to your flow chart that you made on Instagram. <laughs> like reading even just reading the enforcer i like i kept looking i really just needed to save it because i kept scrolling back in your instagram and being like where's the flow chart i need to figure out who goes with who and so i love that you do that did did you feel like people were people confused and you were like i need to put out this flow chart or was that just like something that you had yeah i think so and i made it like extra confusing because i didn't even open with one of the kids for the next gen and i don't know why i did <laughs> So, and I opened with Second Chance, which while, like, you guys might love, and I like, I kind of learned the hard way is a little bit divisive. Like, maybe not really? actually the best choice really? for a Yeah, it? it's kind of like, like, I would put it below pregnancy, but I would, in terms of, you know, divisiveness, but definitely mm-hmm. there's a substantial portion of people who are not super crazy about it. So, like, I'll write it again. But I, I love I love second chance, but maybe I'm weird. I just I am like kind of surprised about that. I would yeah, have thought was, pregnancy would be like I don't even find pregnancy that divisive if done correctly. No. Like yeah. I said, and maybe because like we've read books where it's like done really well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I can't think of like any stories that I just like straight up 
Kate. I don't love yeah. too much of an age gap, but we've talked about that. Yeah. I think what's not, what was nice about Violet and Nash was, uh, well, I just appreciated that there was like not really, there was like a third act conflict but not a breakup and you know we love when there's no third act breakup Um, and I think it lends itself really well when you do a second chance they especially in this kind of scenario like they already broke up like that already happened and so you're you're not necessarily going to make them do that again so there's there's things that they have to work through and I really enjoyed um how you handled that we'll talk more about that in a minute but uh but then there's no third act breakup and you're like, yeah. And everybody loves that. Um, okay. So what made you decide to do a next gen series? Cause like you could have taken Violet and Nash's story and like made them a part of the offsite world. So like what made you, yeah, I guess I could have, I think well, <laughs> like you didn't have to, like, but I didn't really plan Offside as a series just because I was like still kind of finding my feet as like a writer, especially like someone trying to have a career. Like I still wrote Offside for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just didn't really think forward business wise. Um, so spinning it off has been like obviously a bit of a maneuver. Um, but also Wattpad like did have some of the rights to Offside because it was tied up and paid. So I had to kind of I couldn't write in the world directly, like a next gen was okay, but I couldn't use the offside characters directly. Oh, okay. Oh, like, interesting. Okay. It was, yeah, just because it wasn't paid and it was signed to like a yeah, like a development kind of contract where they have all the rights that come with it. Um, so I had to wait until I got that back, which is why we have this weird like the next gen stuff came out first. Because my intention was to do all the next gen stuff and be done and like publish a bunch, but then like everything went sideways on me last year and it just didn't happen. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. It happens. Um, so in The Enforcer, Nash definitely has like some demons, some kind of unresolved issues that make it hard for him um, to be with Violet the first time and then really fully open up to her um, mm-hmm. at all. Um, did you know you wanted to make kind of mental health and just that play a part in his story and just for him to kind of have like it go more into just like some of the issues that he has like did you know you wanted that to be in one of your books or did it just kind of happen yeah I read an article like I get a lot of just random inspiration and I can't remember what player it was like read an article who basically had a life story like Nash like I mean it's obviously all those specifics were totally different but it was like you know very abusive dad pushed him really hard that kind of thing and didn't have any relationship with his dad now like as an adult um so I read that a while ago and I think it just kind of like stuck in my head and I don't know where the rest of it came from but I was just like this is it we really like to see um mental health representation and just like I think it's nice when people who are reading maybe who have a similar story you know like can find something small like that that they can relate to that it's not necessarily the main part of the book but it's something that kind of can pull them in um so I loved reading that personally and we, we off- love a man who goes to therapy and mm-hmm. I, we really do and offside mm-hmm. is like i said is one of my very favorite hockey books i absolutely love chase i oh, thank you <laughs> it all the time um so what gave you the idea for that book um that was like during lockdown and i was just sort of mulling over i think what to do next after my first book and i talked it over with my husband a lot so he spitballs plots with me quite a bit. I love that. Especially in like fact checks like my hockey. So I was just <laughs> yeah. like, what should I do? And I think he suggested something about the rivalry. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, I sort of went from there. And then I kind of, I ran out of order. Sorry, I have like the cat. I don't know if you can see him. I ran out of order. So then I knew like the chapter nine where he rescues her. So I was like, I have the rivalry. I have him rescuing her like as an F you to his or her ex. Um, and then sort of it just kind of, I don't know, Offside was weird because it was actually really easy to write. Yeah. And I missed that because it was just for fun and there was no expectation. So I now feel like that's the best part of doing something though. You know what I mean? Like when you start something and it's just for fun and you're, mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I love everything about Offside. Like it was one of those books that really hooked me and I always called them my like unput downable books. Like, you know, there are books that you're reading where you're like, yeah, like I'll read a chapter and then you're like not super into it from the beginning. So it like takes a while and that just like wasn't the case for me with Offside. And I loved the rivalry aspect of it. And like, I love that your husband suggested that. That's awesome. Um, But I think you don't, 
and maybe you see this more than I think you do, but I don't feel like I've read a ton of like the rival, Mm -hmm. like the ex's rival or whatever. And I loved that aspect of it. Um, And then I was just going back through today, kind of looking at like my highlights from the book. Um, And there's just some like gems some like gym one-liners that I highlighted <laughs> and like the uh, excellent I'm a sucker for good banter and I feel like that offsite is just like chock full of great banter oh yeah oh, I love you. the way they are with each other I feel like Bailey yeah. like really holds her own with him and it's just like mm-hmm. especially from the beginning you know and I like that it doesn't start out like it takes a while for them to kind of like not too much of a build-up because like if there's too much of a build-up I just like can't handle it but um, enough of a buildup where I feel like you're invested, but not too much where you're like, when is it gonna happen? When, when's it gonna happen? <laughs> Neely has like percentages, like when she I likes do. the. Um, I like I like the initial um, in, smut, if you will, to be like between like the thirty and forty percentage mark ish. I feel like when we go past fifty, I'm like, why am I here? <laughs> like, what is happening? Oh, okay. I love a good slow burn. I don't know. I like a I slow just, burn. I tend. That's like I my natural don't... inclusion is to drag it out as long as possible. I don't possible. feel like you drag it out <laughs> too no. much though, because I feel like, or maybe it's just your writing is like draws you in so much that like even if it's a slow burn, like I'm not sitting there like oh, I'm at the thirty five percent mark. Like, where is it? Yeah, Violet um, and Nash were a little bit later, but and I only mm-hmm. I only notice these things now because of Neely, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we're at fifty percent, and like, I'm it's still, me. I'm still waiting Hi. for this to happen. Um, I think yeah. they kiss at fifty percent because I got a bad review saying something like we're halfway in and they haven't kissed. <laughs> well, like, but it's, it is literally like right at fifty percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh gosh. Um. I. Sorry, I'm text reading a text from my husband. Um. No, I've lost my train of thought. I think it's different with a second chance because I feel like in a second chance, they have so much to prove to both themselves mm-hmm. and each other that like you're going to have mm-hmm. a slower burn. Um, like even some of the second other second chances I've read, like it would be weird if it was like immediate because like she clearly had like a lot of trust issues with him. Yeah, like, there's history. Very well-deserved trust issues. Yeah. And he has to like really earn that trust, but he's also like going through his own stuff with his injury. It's like it wouldn't have made sense for them to like I feel mm-hmm. like if you do it too soon people are going to be like well that's like unrealistic where I feel like also from my experience with um breakups and get back togethers you just need some time yeah um, mm-hmm. okay so Chase and Bailey we obviously love them um do you feel like they're a fan favorite do you feel like you like hear the most about them and then like as a second part of that question are we going to see a lot of them as the series continues or will it just be like, uh, Oh yeah, they're there, which is fine. It's all fine. I mean, I think a bit of both Chase and his sister have been like geographically apart. So I think mm-hmm. part of it is sort of like them just growing closer together again. And yeah, like she'll grow close to Bailey. They're definitely, yeah. Pro- I mean, Chase is probably the fan favorite <laughs> yeah. out of everybody. Uh, people like his son a lot too, so I guess we'll see what happens with Playmaker. He's kind of like a bit of Chase and Bailey. I don't know. He's more mature than Chase, obviously, because it's also adult, but yeah, people like Gabe a lot too. I'm excited. I am excited. Um, where do you find the most inspiration for like the next couple you're going to write, the next trope you want to kind of do, or multiple tropes? Like, do you just, is it from books you read, or is it just from. Is it ever from what um, people want? I don't know. I have, like, way too many ideas, so I don't know where they come from. Like, sometimes it's real life, or, like, hockey. I can't remember what it was. I wrote it down. Something happened in hockey recently, and I was like, oh, yes, I'm going to use that in a book. Um, something happened in the playoffs. I can't remember. So, just, I don't know. Everywhere. I don't know. I'm always, unfortunately, thinking of ideas. <laughs> What's, like, what? the weirdest place where you've been like, ooh, I need to put that in a book? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. That was not a uh, question that we had, but you made me think of it. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think it can be anywhere. Like, not so much other books, but definitely just, like, TV, music, that kind of thing. Songs especially. Like, I try to have, like, songs for chapters or that kind of thing. So if I'm, like, driving, then it kind of keeps your head in the story. So I find music's probably, like, a really big one. We actually... 
I wasn't going to ask inst- questions from our question box yet, but you kind of just brought it up. Somebody yeah. asked today um, about your playlist. They say like your playlists are always like so on point and wanted to know kind of how you come up with them. I think I just spend way too much time on Spotify and then I make, I'll start with something and then they have like the suggesting at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So you can just keep like refreshing and refreshing and refreshing. And it's like probably a bit of procrastination, um, like going on Spotify instead of writing. But I do think it helps. Like on Wattpad, I um, I don't know if you still can. You probably still can. You could upload a YouTube banner and it would like play the song while the <gasps> chapter, people read the chapter. So I've just like fun. got in the habit. Very MySpace of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I like got in the habit of doing that. And that's why Offside technically like has a 60 plus song list because I had a song for every single chapter when I wrote it. Do you know what's funny is like, since I've become a book talk fan and we have a book talk question coming up, but um, you know, like when you're scrolling through book talk and you like, I've told, I've talked about this many times when I'm going to read a book before I read it, I go and I look up the book on book talk because I want to see if the aesthetic is like my vibe. And cause I'm a vibe reader. <laughs> like if it doesn't seem like my vibe, like I'm probably not going to like it. And whenever there's like a song that like plays, like I feel like it's also like trending songs. Like you'll hear a lot yeah. from on like different things. <laughs> I will then hear it like outside of reading and I will immediately like associate it with that. Book. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't, it's like, I actually like, can't listen to my songs anymore after I finish the book. Like the song, and, cause it'll just take me back too yeah. much. It's weird. Like it's really popular on book talk now, or at least it was like a month ago, that dandelion song. And I'm like, have y'all heard that song? Yeah, I bet if I heard it, I would know. You would know it. You would know it. Because it's, it's, I discovered, like, I'm starting to discover music from TikTok. <laughs> like, that's in books, bookstagram or book talk. Um, but well, I've never, of, and I've never been like a, we'll, we'll come back to this question in a second, but I've never been like a big, I love music, but I had never really like, done the playlist with a book kind of thing and then um like last summer started like searching spotify when i and when i was reading a book and sometimes it's like author created playlists or like sometimes it's just like fan created playlists and it became i was like this is amazing and so now those are some of my favorite playlists so i love that you do that well i read a book that was like somewhat and by somewhat i mean it was completely taylor swift themed and now anytime i listen to a taylor swift song i only think about that book because (laughs) Yeah. The whole book is, I love Taylor Swift too. I'm such a Swifty. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> How has book talk and bookstagram kind of affected like your popularity, your releases, just like how your books really get out there? Because I discovered your books from book talk. Um, I was, I have created a way, space in which I am constantly fed hockey romances. Mm-hmm. And so yours offside popped up. And I remember, like, I was like, oh, okay. And, like, I watched, like, several videos, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to read that now. Um, <laughs> That's for me. It's been good. I think it's been nice because it gives you a lot of exposure, like, a fairly big platform, especially if you're new. It's, like, a really good way to get in front of, a like, a broader audience without, especially when you may not have a lot of money for ads and that kind of thing at the beginning. I feel like you don't even need that anymore. Like, if you can, like, get people to watch your TikToks, like, I feel like why, like, why spend money on any other kind of advertising because mm-hmm. it's so I mean like I sent this to Rachel the other day there are bookstores that have book talk mm-hmm. sections now and it will be super specific it'll be like spicy book talk yeah. like like I literally sent her and it was like a, in a bookstore a section that was like spicy book talk and I was like well, we have to go to this bookstore because this <laughs> like, we need to go there these are our people but yeah. um I mean I just feel like reading became cool again because Mm -hmm. of tiktok like i feel i mean i've always been a reader and so is rachel but like in the past couple years it's like all of a sudden reading is like the cool thing to do and that's completely because of tiktok yeah that's true it really has made like a resurgence i think especially with probably like the younger crowd like the college crowd the social media age crowd Mm -hmm. um it's definitely more of a thing than i think it was 10 years ago listen pta moms love them some spicy books true that's like <laughs> all we talk about at school pickup is the spicy <laughs> books we're reading um so it's not just for the kids yeah. but i do <laughs> not very many of them have book talk so i have to pass on that yeah i use yeah. it for research <laughs> um, for research for you know the it's for work um yeah. 
Okay, so we are both, we've talked about this, we're always in our hockey romance era. I don't know that we'll ever be out of it. But Mm -hmm. do you, and you kind of talked about this a little bit, do you think you'll ever write another sport or write out of the sports romance? And you said you were, you know, wanting, playing around with contemporary, but um, do you think that's something that's like on the horizon? I think so eventually, maybe sooner than later, because I keep jumping around. But um, yeah, I think if I did something else, it would maybe possibly be football if it was still a sport, just because I feel like it's probably the most similar, like in terms of kind of the pace, the intensity, mm-hmm. um, I feel the like physicality the of, of it. I feel like, like yeah. when you're reading like, football, and that's probably why like I stick to those two as well, because yeah. I feel like the personality types of like the hockey player and the football player in these books are like mm-hmm. very similar, like the protective and just kind of like the fighting yeah Mm -hmm. thank you yeah Yeah, and if i did non-sports i think it may be like i have been thinking about small town we'll see like where i end up with that um (laughs) say less to me we'll see (laughs) please say less i love i love small have you read any of elsie silver's books Mm-hmm. yeah i've read a bunch of them they're really good she took the small town and the hockey and she married it together and i, I was like it. what's so funny to yes. me is like a small town is a is like a subgenre, right but like a big city is not why i think a billionaire I, like is the okay. opposite of small town there i guess go. like I, seem like you know what's funny is like i can do like a like a really rich sports like a hockey player like a professional hockey player that's like loaded but something about billionaires like i'll read them but like it just doesn't like do it for me quite as much as other things like even if it's like a small town guy who has like a great business and is like super rich i just okay like, but you haven't done the lauren asher dreamland billionaires yet have no, you no i haven't yeah no. so you need to do that i think you'll change your tune i think you just haven't read the right billionaire romance. but like i liked i liked you know like the kane brothers yeah, like, yeah, that's, but like, that's... but like in general, mm-hmm. I think like I'm not. I guess I'm not like drawn to that. Like when I'm scrolling through my TBR and I'm like, what do I want to read next? I'm not yeah. like, ooh, give me another billionaire give romance. Give me a billionaire. Yeah. Like I I'm like, so. give me another alpha male that isn't gonna fix all his problems with like throwing money at the situation. Yeah, I think that's like sometimes, not always, but just with some billionaires. Like I don't get the vibe that he could get his hands dirty. I don't know. Yeah. And like something about a cowboy but he can get his hands dirty (laughs) (laughs) hands dirty in other ways that's why i'm there so (laughs) is there like kind of along that same topic is there something that you've always really wanted to write about but you just like haven't gotten there yet like any kind of topic or just a trope that you just haven't done yet that you're like (laughs) i want to so bad oh gosh like all of them um (laughs) Like, like, I have a, Every single trope. Yeah, pretty much. Pregnancy, I would definitely think would be fun. Um, I have, like, a long marriage of convenience on Wattpad that I'm definitely going to publish after I get the rights back. So um, that one's probably one of my favorites overall, just because, I don't know, he's like a grown-up Chase Carter. He's probably one of my favorite heroes. He's very... Not sassy. What's the man version of sassy? <laughs> I don't know. Like he's, I think still sassy. Is this on... Is this is this something that we can read? It's up on Wattpad, but I haven't updated in a while, so that's my bad because I'm okay. focusing on like publishing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that one's probably I'm I'm just like looking forward to getting into that series once yeah. I finish all these other ones. But yeah, I definitely think a pregnancy one would be fun. Um, and it gets a bad rap, but I like a pregnancy. I don't mind it. I've read a couple and like neither of them have particularly bothered me and they were very different. Like one was like yeah. adults like very established in the world and, and one I don't was know in if that's because like I have kids and have been pregnant and so when I read I feel like when I read a pregnancy I'm like oh, I can yeah. see though for the younger like college age kids mm-hmm. that would not that would be like so boring to read like if you've never gone through it I can or even like if you're not married and like thinking about yeah. getting pregnant or, like don't want to yeah like kids. I can see I can see how that's like not something you'd want to read like yeah I guess that's kind of why like I haven't dove into the why choose because like i'm <laughs> i'm like you're a, not gonna start a <laughs> reverse like, harem. Oh. 
I've been with the same Why person. Why not, for, Neely? Because <laughs> I've been with the same person for 11 years. I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, but we read to find out about other people's experiences. True. Because it's, a mirror, it's a mirror and a window. It's a mirror and a window. Because let me tell you, none of these guys were around when I was in college. Not a one. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I will read these books and I'm like, where were you, Chase Carter, when I was Well, in and like, we've laughed before about like how our husbands are like, not and Brian's gonna get so mad at me. He listens no. to the podcast, and the last time I said he wasn't. Her husband athletic, he listens like, to the podcast. <laughs> my husband, I love him, and we call him Tech Support. I don't think he Andrews listened to the podcast unless he's helping me edit the podcast. But he does. I said he wasn't athletic though on one episode, and he texted me and was like, um, "You just said that I'm not athletic." I was like, "But what sport do you play? Like you're <laughs> like, not where's athletic." The lie? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I don't understand. I mean, it's fine. Andrew's not athletic either. And he will tell you, like, Charlotte, our three-year-old girl, is, like, super athletic. Like, she's three and a half. She was on a soccer team of all kids that were eight and nine months older than her. And she scored four goals this season. And I was like, oh, she's going to be our athlete. Because, like, Liam, my six-year-old, I love him. And he has wonderful qualities in life. But he is not into sports. And we've tried so many of them. And he's like, we do not have athletic children. No. Like, Liam's like, I would like to learn to play piano. And I was like, good, baby. Like, we're going to do that. (laughs) Good for you, baby. (laughs) And Charlotte's over here, like, probably would love to play hockey. Because the idea of her with a stick. Be at her hockey (laughs) game. She would be all over that. Are there any authors, um, like, either, like, that you have met and like are friends with or just authors that you read that like really inspire you? Um, yeah, I'd say I look up to like a lot of more established authors just in terms of career tra- like trajectory. I can't talk. Um, like Melanie Harlow is a big one. Like she's very active in the author community. She's just so sweet and awesome. Uh, Candy Steiner does like a lot of advice for authors, that kind of thing. I love Candy um, Steiner. And just like Megan Quinn's obviously kind of like a blueprint for like a crazy successful career. So yeah, those are probably the three big ones. And Elsie Silver, because her breakout has been like really impressive. I, and I mean, I'm obviously like not a part of the author community, but like in general, like I see that y'all all like comment on each other's Instagrams and like everybody seems like, it seems like a really supportive place. Um, Cause I mean, it definitely, you know, I'm, being in the influencer world it's interesting because it can be really competitive and it can it cannot be like a very welcoming place I guess for some but I feel like in the world of books like it seems like everybody like wants everyone else to succeed because it's kind of like well when one of your books succeeds like then people want more and they're reading other it's like there's really room for everybody because it will be a sad day when I run out of books to read for sure especially spicy books to read I'm gonna cry not gonna it's not gonna be a good place <laughs> for me um okay so we want to ask some questions from from our listeners uh we don't do this a lot because the first several times we recorded <laughs> um we recorded like six episodes before our podcast even launched um so we really didn't get a chance to ask our followers questions but um okay so I'll, I'll, we'll alternate. I'll go first. Uh, people want to know, when is Shutout coming out? Soon. <laughs> I'm just like a little behind. So I'm scrambling. Like, it's okay. I'm editing. Soon, guys. Soon. <laughs> soon. But it's coming. It's coming. Anyways, finishing my steamy scenes and that kind of thing. Well, not even finishing. Like, I'm in the, like, I will write and rewrite, like, the smut stuff over and over and over again to the point where it's, like, probably you're not even help making it better anymore. But, yeah. Soon. Any soon. smut is good smut. <laughs> so I need to know why what what why do you have to rewrite it? What are you just like wanting to make it smuttier? Like what's the <laughs> I think yeah, and I'm just being like a perfectionist. I get caught up in like the line level things and like, oh, could this action be be, you know, smuttier or is like he's saying the right dirty thing here? <laughs> mm, I love that. Always. Any okay, dirty so, thing is the right dirty thing. I know thing. it's all dirty. It's all it's all dirty. <laughs> and yeah, that too. Uh and it's all good. Um okay, do so we want to know, do you have a favorite book out of the ones that you have written? Or is it like picking your children? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's hard. It probably is offside, but I am attached to all my book babies. Yeah. Including the like 30 that are offline that <laughs> no one's seen yet. <laughs> like all of them. I love all of them. Um, somebody asked, best, or is it best brother's best friend? 
brother's best friend? Yeah. I'm guessing that's it. What's your saying? Do we have any brother's best friend coming? Well, shut out is kind of. I mean, I, I think Chase and Dallas are technically the best friends of the group. Yeah. And Tyler's a bit more of the lone wolf. But, I mean, I think the same dynamic kind of applies there in that, like, you know, he's still trying to be on his best behavior and trying not to fuck his... He's <laughs> always <laughs> trying. <laughs> I know. It's hard. Um, okay. Okay, lots yeah. of, like, release questions. So and, any hints on... There's a couple of questions about the next book in Lakeside University series, when that will be released. Is the sniper going to be the next one in that mm-hmm. series? Okay. <laughs> and so, like... like you're like mostly done i don't know if i need like betas alphas i'm not sure where i'm at with that i probably need some feedback because i just i volunteer we will give you feedback rachel and i would like to volunteer for any feedback but we are happy to be that for you yes oh it's amazing it's a rough job but somebody's we we also i just like really like reading books before they come out yeah and i really like because sniper the sniper is vaughn right Mm-hmm. I loved Vaughn. Oh, He's I'm so excited soft. for that. Yeah. I'm like, it's he feels different. like a cinnamon roll. Yeah. This wasn't a question, but do you, are you like more of a grumpy sunshine kind of guy or a cinnamon roll, or a girl or a cinnamon roll? Like, what do you prefer writing? Do you like, like, you mean like, like alpha the softer guys? Yeah. Well, because I feel like a lot of the guys can be alphas, but like really have that like, like softer in like the gooey center. Yeah. yeah. I think my guys are always soft for her, and then on the outside, it's just varying degrees. But like, like very baby, I will do anything you want. But if someone looks at you, I will fuck them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like my friend Nicole, but only soft for her in that way. Yeah, she's like, you write lovable assholes, and I was like, okay, I'll take it. (laughs) But Vaughn is not an asshole, so that is definitely a big exception. Well, it's so funny because like there's so many interactions where like with Nash with other people and I'm sure Chase too but it's been a while since I've read Offside but I'm, Nash is fresh in my brain of like where he is just an ass and yeah then, he's an asshole <laughs> and then Violet's like well that's just how he is <laughs> and I'm like okay he's like secretly liking it yeah because yeah. he's not an asshole to her though I think that's no. kind of important right like yes. he's really a big dick to Preston or like the other people but he's not but it's the her. name yes yeah. I mean I, I feel know. like Preston is just like asking for someone to be a dick um, <laughs> like preppy Preston I, right like I just can't get it out of my head it's funny because so um in Offside like at the very beginning of the book when Bailey's boyfriend breaks up with her um in my head whenever somebody's like being broken up with does do either of y'all ever think about the scene in Clueless or not Clueless I'm sorry Legally Blonde where yes. he's breaking up with her at the dinner table and she's like are my boobs not big enough <laughs> like, like I don't not that that's what the writing meant to say <laughs> it's, it's because they were at dinner yeah, like so many so many people have said that so it's okay they were at dinner and I was like I was like I don't know like in my head that's just like what I was picturing <laughs> that's and, and so that's the guy I picture is like the douchey guy from Legally Blonde yeah that's oh, so yeah. true I don't think I had put that together but I can really I think that that's what, what he, I visualized you know, in my head when you're reading a book you have to like have visuals which is yeah. another reason I really like TikTok because TikTok I can setting. give yeah. <laughs> it can give me my visuals yeah. ahead of time and then I know what they look like um yeah. these okay. four random people on book talk right they're just I like know. have posted pictures on Pinterest at some point in time and they're like oh, okay. and now they're all over book talk like <laughs> they're millions like, of views they're like I don't know who that guy is but apparently I look good with him so <laughs> okay but what if what if they fell in love there you go i'm just saying okay so last one from instagram uh what's one thing you love the most it says about writing and reading i know you're kind of stuck not stuck i know you're in writing world right Mm -hmm. now so what's one thing you love about writing um one of the words are flowing it's it is like actually fun and enjoyable i think it's just been a struggle for me over the past year to get back to that a little bit Yep. But lately, I've been in a little bit more of the groove, which is why I've also kind of not been on social media at all. Because um, I actually like social media. I enjoy it. But that's part of the issue. Do you do <laughs> your social media? Like, are you the um, one on your social media? Like, it's both. So I have help with it. But I'm also on there. Like, I do all my messages and comments and stuff still. 
sometimes like the content, like my PR firm will post sometimes graphics and that kind of thing for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I just find I've been having a lot of issues of like imposter syndrome and like just, I don't know, a lot of outside noise. And Mm -hmm. the minute I start scrolling and um, I see all these other people's books, I'm like, oh, that's a better idea than mine. And then I just Mm -hmm. sort of start to spiral. And I just find like, I was happiest as a writer when I was really focused on doing my own thing. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I was very like, didn't really know what anyone else was doing. I was just like so into my books and it was so much easier. So I've just been kind of trying to like pull that back a bit and just protect like my mental space. And I feel like, um, you can, it, it, the people say like it, it takes a village to raise a child, right? It kind of, it takes a village to like write this book. So like, you be off social media that's your part of the village you write and then like other people can help you with the other stuff because i feel like social media like in a lot of situations like we've talked about this before like it can be really bad for your mental health for like several reasons like regardless of what your career is or what's going on in your life because like even as a mom and i know y'all can probably relate to this it's like I look at this end of the year stuff and I'm like, look at all these moms, like doing all these great crafts and doing sure. all the, like all this. And I'm like, I just don't have time. Like I, yeah. today Liam had like show and tell day and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to have you bring for yeah. show and tell. Cause he's like, can I bring my fish tank? And I'm like, you can't bring a fish. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like seven o'clock in the morning and I'm like, just here and like throwing something at him. And I'm like, yeah. I'm sure like other people had this really planned out and like, mm. I but gave like up back on that to the life book, a long time ago. But like back <laughs> to the book, it's like it can probably be really hard when you're in the middle of writing a book and you see these authors and they're like doing mm-hmm. this or doing that. Um, yeah, I never thought about that before. But we love your books, and I know yeah. oh, so you. many people do. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, the amount of messages, even like I feel like we maybe talked about possible the possibility of you coming on or something and the amount of messages that we got that were like oh my gosh I can't oh, wait you know for this episode another thing is like we put up a box and it was like what off like who would you want us to have mm, on and there were so many they were like Avery Keelan Avery Keelan we're like I don't know maybe and it was like a week ago so <laughs> yeah she might be she hey. might be a good person to have you're right okay so this is how we end well we do um two things to end the episode our last question that we have for you um is what is a have to read book that you always recommend to people so like your go-to rec- book recommendation um Probably the hating game because that is the one that got me into romance. So like hardcore to see it kind of bouncing around, you know, like rediscovering books. But that I read that and I was like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like this is my. So that's just like. Do you like the movie? Have you seen the movie? Yeah, the movie was cute. I mean, it's hard to adapt. I think, but the book was better, right? The book was better, but the movie was cute. Hey, guess who did them opposite? I saw the movie and then I read the book. So I she did have opposite opinions. The reverse. I <laughs> yeah. Loved the book. Well, okay. I like I've said before. I think I would have loved the book if I had read it first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when you see the movie first, I'm like, I know what happens. Like I, I'm reading this, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I know what's gonna happen. Well, the Hating um, Game was one of the ones that got me back into reading too. Like after it's such a good kiddos. read though. Like it's such just like a fun story. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It's and that banter good, is like oh, so good. It's so love banter. We love banter. Okay, the other thing that we do to finish out episodes is we do a rapid fire this or that. So we're just gonna throw a couple things at you, and it's just like first thing that comes to your mind. So, so are you doing so, the first one, Neil? I'll do the first one. Okay, okay, so night out with Chase Carter or movie night in a pillow fort with Nash Richards. Chase, uh, night out. You're gonna go night out on the town. Can I have a night in with Chase? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Okay, so second one, reformed Playboy or cinnamon roll from the start. We kind of talked about this. That's hard, but I think a reformed Playboy just because, I don't know, they have that edge. They're like the bad boy, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so second chance or enemies to lovers? So hard. I'm going to say second chance because... I like enemies to lovers but as far as writing it goes. I'm not convinced I've ever done it. Cause like, I'll like think it's enemies to lovers, but he's like always been in love with her. So I'm like, does that even count? He's oh, always we, we love, we love a book when he falls first. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Last one afternoon spent reading or an afternoon spent writing. Oh, right now I think I'm in like a writing groove. So yeah. 
See, that was that wasn't so painful. No, um, that was good. No, they're, they're, this and that is always fun. I always love hearing people's answers because it's like I think I know what they're gonna say, and then yeah. it's never that. Um, so Avery, thank you so much for recording with us. I know so many of our followers just love you, and they love your books. Um, so we're gonna give you a chance to just whore yourself out and let people know where they can find you. Uh, I am at Avery Keelan on social media everywhere, except I think Facebook is author Avery Keelan, but yeah, TikTok, Instagram, all the other platforms. It's just Avery Keelan, all one word. And my website too, it's just averykeelan.com. And she has books coming out, guys. She said at least two this year, possibly third. So just be on the lookout. And while you're waiting for those, just like go back read all her other stuff. It's yeah. fantastic. And you can find us um, on Instagram at Smut Show Podcast. And we do have our Facebook community, which I promise we'll get better about. We will get um, better about it. One we'll day. get there. Summer's yeah. coming. We're it, Things are going to be easier. And you can find me uh, every which way at Neelykins. And you can find me at Rachel underscore M Lewis everywhere. And then also we always want to ask you guys to rate and review us. It helps us be seen. And one of the things that I love, somebody asked in the question box recently, uh, what do you, what's your, been your favorite part about the podcast? And I love the people who kind of come out and are like, I didn't know there were other people who read the <laughs> books that I read. And yes. so I love that. If you want more people to feel that way, then go ahead and give us a share. And then also another question we get a lot um is how do i know what books you talked about on the episode and we will always link um every single book even if we talk about 85 books on our amazon <laughs> that page for each episode so uh and that is there too in the show yes. notes for the episode yes every if you go to our amazon page literally there is an episode one episode two so on and so forth so if you're listening to an episode you don't have to think about scrolling back it's it's all right there, easy for all you. Right there, right there for you. Um, right. And so, thank you guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.